Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down with one of our infamous miscellaneous episodes. We talk about a lot of stuff that's going on in the media, on social media, all that stuff right now. Um, we talk about Jake Paul and his beef with Mayweather. We talk about Andrew Tate. We talk about supplements. And we go on a million tangents, as we always do. Um, make sure, if you're listening, tag us. Take a screenshot. Tag us uh, in your stories on Instagram. Uh Tag me, Marcus, Hybrid Unlimited, and you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some Hybrid Legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the Hybrid Unlimited podcast, as well as Hybrid Performance Method as a whole. While you're at it, check us out on hybridstrengthcoach.com, where we have every style of training under the sun. If you want to do strongman, bodybuilding, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, general fitness, Whatever it is, we've got something for you, and you can try it for an entire week free just by clicking the little checkbox that says seven days free at checkout. Again, that's hybridstrengthcoach.com, and that is it. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours, and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for you know quite some time, so maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you where rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth now. On Quick the shout show. out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. They've got you covered from waking to sleeping. Some of the supplements that I love from them are Rise, Zen, and CBN oil. Starting with Rise, that is a supplement that's gonna help you wake up, get focused, get ready for your day. No crash, no jitters, none of the stuff that comes along with a caffeine supplement. Zen is an awesome sleep aid. If you're a person that just wants to sleep better, deeper, longer, that's a supplement for you. It does not have melatonin, so it's not gonna make you groggy. If you guys have tried melatonin, you know that one, it can give you weird dreams, and two, it can leave you groggy and moving slow in the morning. This does not have that. Their final supplement that I'm super pumped about is called CBN oil. That one is a combination of CBD, CBN, and THC. If Zen is like a handgun, this is like a bazooka. This is the ultimate, most potent sleep aid on the market. This will have you sleeping deeper, longer, better, all that good stuff. No need to count sheep. You're gonna be knocked completely out by this supplement. I swear by it. I think you guys are really gonna like it. And if you wanna read more about the ingredients, click the link that's either in the show notes or the caption, depending on where you're watching this, and use code HYBRID in all caps at checkout for 20% off. So we're gonna do just a miscellaneous episode. These are kind of my favorite because we just talk nonsense. I think it's about just called uh, two dudes ranting in a room. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I wanted to, I know in the last one we talked or no, two podcasts ago, we were talking about the Jake Paul thing, but there's been development there. So yeah, he lost. Well, yeah, he lost. And we did All talk right. about that a little bit with Michael uh, Brandt. Check out that episode if you want to see it. But there, so you remember, this has been a big controversy now. This has turned into it. So before the fight, like I think the day or two before, Jake Paul was set to make uh, $25 million or $24 million off the fight. And then um, Tommy Fury was supposed to make $7 million off the fight. And Jake Paul said, I will bet you my entire prize. Like, we should just bet our entire prize purses. And whoever wins gets everything. And whoever loses gets nothing. Right? And Tommy Fury didn't accept the bet. His dad did. Huh? Remember, when he when he yelled over to Tommy's side of the table, his dad came up and said, I'll take that bet. Or, like, we'll take that bet. But his dad, oh, like, verbally agreed to it that. at the table. Story goes that after they sent the contract over to them, I guess they They backed out. They just didn't do it, which like I wouldn't. If you were in Tommy's shoes that day, you're like biggest payday of your life by um, 10 miles. I wouldn't I wouldn't risk that That, because he didn't say he agreed. I don't think he said he would agree to it. I know his dad was sitting next to him. Dude, if, I, if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't be risking seven million. A spe- like, you're, no, like, get out of here. You did a whole fight camp. You killed your body. Been, like, this is the biggest fight of his life. Like, and it came down to a decision. And I would never like dude, you put seven million or 31 million in front of me all or nothing like seven mil guaranteed 31 mil. Like maybe and you leave it up to a bunch of judges. Not a chance. I would never take that deal. No, I mean, that's that's big money. <laughs> that's a lot of money so to anybody like this is actually a That's, side oof. note. This is a perfect situation for Tommy Fury because, I mean, I don't know how much money he wants to make, but realistically, he, there's a rematch clause that I'm sure Jake Paul is going to take. He fights him again. Let's say it's at least seven million again this time. Fourteen million. You can retire. Yeah, like, I mean, you can he just, probably won't. But he probably won't, but he could like easily. He he's not like a world champion level boxer this is he's getting an unprecedented payday for a guy who's only fought tomato cans his whole career until jake jake paul is literally the best opponent he's fought you know and you know it's my my pro like the world of boxing is so like there's so much showmanship that goes into it much more than the world of mixed martial arts that it's very hard to like listen to anybody say anything like this and take it seriously i just assume anything that happens leading up to a boxing match is just like a script like wwe style oh i okay i want to come back to that point after because i i have something to say about that with regard to jake paul but let's play this clip Um, he's talking about how they backed out and then tried to claim it back. Got volume on this? Oh, there you go. Okay. He didn't look like he was cowered into a little ball. He was no. just standing up. <laughs> this is exaggeration. That's pretty incriminating. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Also, the, the perspective also, on this is like, this is for views, clearly for views. I think it's 
it's pretty obvious that if you were in the Fury's shoes, like that's a whore. Like anybody who's had anything to say about that would probably tell them not to take it. Yeah, why would you? Like I said, why would you? He wasn't guaranteed to win. I mean, this was a pretty contentious fight. He only won by decision. Yeah, and it was unanimous, and I think the right guy won. Sure, but it is, it is. uh, I mean, it'd be it would be tempting if you're because you're gambling, man. But also, if you're a fighter, right, you have to go into those fights convinced you're going to win, right? You can't go in being like, maybe I'll win, maybe I'll lose. You have to like play that mental game with yourself, like I'm winning 100. percent so but i wouldn't risk that prize purse because like i if, if it was me like no matter what i want to know that i'm walking out of there with 700 g's or seven, seven million dollars yeah i'm thinking about his like coaches split on top of that for some reason yeah you know the other thing i don't like i don't like when parents get involved and kind of like use their kid to sort of be in the spotlight like you know tiafimo lopez the boxer yeah his dad is just always speaking on his behalf i'd be like dude Shut up. Well, they probably get their their meal ticket. This is different, though, because isn't John their coach, their trainer? I don't know. Is he? I know he's Papa Fury, but I don't know what his involvement is. But, like, if he's there in all these uh, fights, George, do you mind turning the volume down out there? It's very loud. Oh, on the, uh, yeah, there yeah, on the speaker. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to pause for a second. Yeah, no sweat. Well, we can keep rolling while he's gone. That's yeah. fine. But, um, the, okay, I want to pivot it from the, because you said the thing about it being scripted and all that. Dude, any, is it or is it not? I mean, you had a little bit of insider knowledge there. No. So I think that, well, let me start by saying Jake Paul, for example, Anything that happens with this guy, they want to pretend it's part of some grand master plan and it's all orchestrated and every outcome is planned like WWE or something. Yeah. You know, like we just saw um, yesterday or the day before when he was leaving the Miami Heat game and Floyd Mayweather is waiting there for him, comes out of like an alley with 30 dudes and gets in his face and... Wait, what was that about? Like, why did he... like? I well, I think run up on him basically. Well, because he's been talking shit about him forever, and uh, <laughs> so he had so the whole is, money team roll up on him once, and so has Logan Paul because apparently, apparently, allegedly, uh, Floyd Mayweather never paid Logan Paul for that. How's fight. that possible though? I don't know. And then then that sparked all these speculations about uh, Floyd Mayweather having money problems, and it's been a whole like a whole thing. I mean, it certainly looks like he's not great with his money even his the one bit of like financial insight that i heard from him once was that he claimed to own like an absurd number of skyscrapers like he claimed to be the owner of a number of skyscrapers in new york city which is a hilarious thing to call like a commercial real estate investment i think the reality is he's like a minority equity partner in a bunch of real estate deals which is a great idea, but the way he phrased it for his whole like shtick was that he owns a bunch of fucking skyscrapers. Like you don't own a bunch of skyscrapers because you wouldn't know what to do with them. Yeah, you I wouldn't mean, know. How to, like, do you know what a lease is? Oh, yeah, probably I mean, not. <laughs> and he's uh, he's got you know the fleet of all 
I think it's black cars in Vegas and wherever white is cars in house, Miami. all the white cars in Miami. They're all the same and they're all million dollar cars. Like for a guy like him, it seems like he is not very cautious. Like for instance, that watch he bought from Jacob and co mm-hmm. one of them is literally called the billionaire watch. And it's like the one that's all diamonds every all. Yeah, yeah. But they've made like a number of them since, which are actually, I don't, care for diamonds on a watch at all i think it's mm-hmm. obnoxious and this whole th- the, literally the entire watch band face every bit of it is covered in diamonds and he paid like 18 million dollars for it which is insane to think about but judging his aptitude to like spend money frivolously it wouldn't surprise me if he has financial issues like even if he owns skyscrapers yeah uh, yeah I, I don't think and like that's why he's still out there boxing i'm sure like i'd I bet that he probably still needs the money. We're going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm going to keep going with it. Who's watching those? Because it's like it, it was the Logan not a Paul, lot of people. The Logan Paul versus uh, Floyd Mayweather. I actually went to that fight. It was here in Miami. And I, I was entertained. But it, after that, it's like he just had a fight recently that was against like his sparring partner basically and like, yeah you he's know? doing these expo things that i saw there was actually like a vc guy i follow on instagram and he went to his fight in london and it was like empty it was like embarrassingly empty people have lost interest i feel like so well dude the boxing world's changed a lot like there's not that same draw to the boxing scene like maybe javante davis and the fury guys and oh. jake paul jake paul's probably doing more for it as much as people hate him and i don't like his personality either but. i heard that was one of the the most successful pay-per-views of the year well probably because he does a good job of promoting it yeah and also the john jones one john jones Cyril gone did a Crushed million it. a million pay-per-view buys yeah, I feel kind of let down by that, honestly. Like, not let down by his performance, but I just wanted to see him fight for a full 25 minutes and just just go nuts. Yeah, because you don't... It would be cool to see him tested and persevere because that's how you kind of, like, really know if the guy had ring rust or not. If well, you just, he going to fight now? The only legitimate... Can, I mean, like, he's going to fight Miot Myochik? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name. Yeah, Myochik. but... Like, that's already confirmed for the summer. That's 40. He's no spring chicken. Yeah. So, like, it's, who's it's he, not a deep weight class. Which is, it's very, like, yeah, who's he, who's he going to go against in that weight class? There's not that many people. So, he's now the superstar of a weight class that's, like, devoid of a champ. Like, if maybe they could, I don't, I mean, I doubt Ngannou's going to come back. But it'd be really cool to see Ngannou fight him. Because no. they, I know, I know, I know. that. Yeah, yeah Dana I know. White said he will never be in the UFC again. But now that he literally ragdolled Cyril Gaon, who else is there? Like, he was the number one contender. Did you see Khabib? Uh, yeah, he offered to bring him out there. But, you know, he, but that that was after the Nganu fight. And uh, Gaon didn't take him up on it. And so all the questions Oof. now are like, was that a mistake? And yeah, it seems like it was. I mean, he's just too good. Yeah, and oh, and also on that same point or a similar point, did you see how Henry Suda literally walked? There's a video of him in John's last practice, and he's walking him through doing exactly what he did. No, I didn't see it. Really cool. Really cool. I mean, that was that type of – he got a guillotine on him. I mean, it was insane to watch. And from it's, a weird position, too. Yeah, he was like it was like a standing guillotine above his head. I – I don't know if I've seen 
anybody else do that in a fight. No. Like, that's a pretty technical move to be able to, like, just fuck. It. I mean, it was, it was just such a quick finish. You know, I was, like, falling asleep, and I woke up for the Shevchenko fight. Shavkat's mm-hmm. fight was really good. Cause Yo, what did you think about the Shevchenko fight when – I'm. I actually am happy that uh, what was her name? The Mexican. Grasso. Grasso, Grasso won. You know, I, I like her. I like them both actually. The both those women as fighters, but they stood them up when Shevchenko was in a dominant position and was actually being active, and it changed oh, yeah. the entire dynamic of the fight. Like, I remember that they would were. She like- have won that fight if Shevchenko just stayed on top and kept ground pounding her. Even if she didn't do much, she would have had control for that entire. It seemed like round. they had a very different approach to inactivity in this card. Like they didn't mm. want they didn't want people just like sitting on the ground or even yeah. perceived. You know, and I don't know if they changed because I remember they made but they commentary. Were active. On it. Usually, it's like if you're not doing anything, then, I know. Then the, okay, stand it up because the commentary know. team was based like Joe Rogan and Cormier. They were all saying like it was pretty bizarre that they were like mm-hmm. breaking it up so quickly. But I mean, it was interesting. I've never seen her tested like that. And it's funny to think that like the women's weight classes have been so active and they're gaining a lot more popularity. They've been the more interesting fights in the last couple of years. So, like, yeah, a lot of them on are. average, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, like the men, you know, they obviously get the spotlight for most of the time, but seeing somebody like Chechenko fight or Remember the Nunez Pena yeah. fight? That yeah. was crazy. Well, it was crazy the first time. It was crazy first, to see her just get dominated. I never, nobody's ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. But then she comes back and like, whatever. She fixed her game, and then she's clearly like still yeah. the champ. Like she's still performing like the champ. Well, this I had a coach growing up that said the hardest thing to do is beat a team twice. It's like if you mm. if you beat mm. them twice, you can beat them three times, four times, whatever. But when you beat someone once, one they're pissed, and then they also can sort of still keep a certain level of confidence and be like, okay, that was a one-time thing. You know, I know the mistakes we made. We just have to fix those mistakes and we'll win. So I think, I think you're going to see that happen with, if I had to bet Grasso and uh, Turchenko, I think yeah, she'll come back. I think she'll win the next Probably, one. She'll get she's the just, back. I mean, it's incredible to see her lose because I've never seen that before. And by submission, which was, you get two, like, Two title fights in a row, two submissions that were, like, pretty insane. I think everybody was favoriting John Jones no matter what. But yeah, I still had in the back of my mind going into it. I'm like, I don't know. There's a big question mark. There's a lot. First fight at at heavyweight, been off for three years, had so many personal life (laughs) problems, you know, uh, had to put on, like, 40 pounds or something I think he put on been doing a ton of lifting does that slow him down you know all, Dude, all that I mean, kind he, of stuff he, i don't think you got to see enough of him to make a real determination like no. if he was a fully rounded out fighter but i don't know if i don't know if in that division it would even matter because there's not a single person in the heavyweight division that i can think of in the top i don't know top five that mm. is a better wrestler and it seems like you know, for a while, I thought that the do- most dominant guys out there were all jujitsu guys, and then it seems like now the it's People are gone wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, but you know what? If you, and it's it has been that way for as long as I can remember. The guys that were really good at that, like GSP and Sean Shirk, and you know, all, all the guys from back in the day, like that was when it was more of like a style versus style thing. I feel like 
the wrestlers dominated. And then I think there was just a little period of time where there wasn't a ton of great wrestlers. So people forgot about it a little bit. Then the Degastani guys came in and people were like, oh, shit, this is a problem. And then yeah. a lot of people just chalked it up to Degastani wrestling. But it's I think it's just wrestling as a whole because you saw Bo Nickel. Did great. Walk, yeah. mop the floor with that guy, you know? Yeah. With Jamie It's weird to see, like, guys. I don't know how they do their matchmaking, but I would guess they don't want to, like, at the lower levels, like, unless it's a title fight, they probably don't want to put some insane wrestler against somebody who's, like, a great, you know, let's say kickboxer you know, who just can't right. defend against it until you get to a title fight. And it's like, all right, well, anything's on the table. Yeah. He, well, and striking is so, like, overvalued in MMA, especially to the casual fan. It's like they want two kickboxers going against each other, and they just want it to be a slugfest. Well, because it's that's the most visually. No, you start to see people boo when you get these wrestlers out there, and it's like, yeah, what are you booing? Like you, these guys are clearly superior. So if you put them in, a, like this is the closest thing to a street fight as you're ever going to get on national television. Yeah, international television. But if you go and you put just two people on the street, like they're not just going to play by the rules. That's why I always. I always make fun of my wife, but like the jujitsu side of things, it's like, well, what are you going to do when you get into a fight? You're just going to lay on the ground. Have you ever seen those videos? It's like guy breaks into your home. And like jujitsu guys lie on like, their back. Come down here and get yeah, me. Come here, bro. Come here. <laughs> it's like, you don't want any of this. What? <laughs> I'm sure the jujitsu fans out there would disagree, but it's like, it's pretty clear in MMA. Like this, you know, anything goes, any style of uh, fighting is, is on the table. Like, except for kicking somebody like while they're down. Sure. Yeah. But it, it's, I, to, to me, it's like, all right, well you put every skill on display, the best person wins no matter what. Yeah. And, uh, and did you ever see the interview with uh, Jeremy? Sorry. What was his name? The guy you fight, Jamie Pickett, the, the bow nickel fought. Oh, uh, I think his last name was Pickett. I think his last name was yeah. Pickett. No, um, I never saw it. So he, he didn't know who bow nickel was. He said that apparently a lot of guys were turning down the fight and they came to him and then they offered him uh, originally Bo Nickel had to pull out because he had an injury and they came back to him after and offered Pickett a bunch more money. And he was like, hmm, why am I being offered a bunch <laughs> more money? And it was because nobody wanted the fight. And yeah, look, didn't know, didn't know Bo, Bo oh, Nickel before yeah. booking. And he was just like, now nah, I guess he figured out why he got offered because he just kind of listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's have him pull it up. Will you hit that? Will you? Uh, yeah, dismiss that. Oh, it's like six minutes, but there's. See if you can find it on a YouTube short so that we can keep it. Uh, You're a big fan of the YouTube shorts nowadays. Oh, dude, I can spend hours on YouTube shorts. Have you seen the the, like the, the the YouTube algorithm is just so much better than Instagram I'm and not going TikTok and all Does that it stuff. Does it have its own app? Which shorts. You no, have to go on the YouTube app. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's literally. I'll show you right here. It's right at the uh, the bottom. I'm not getting into this. I mean, I'll look. Look, uh. it's right here. But it's just like looking at like an Instagram reel or whatever. You know, you can just scroll through it. They're all you know a minute or less. And that's uh, how you get sucked into the internet, dude. Yeah. Well, and then you also it, YouTube is like super political. I think more so than any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like whichever way They're you you lean politically. It's it, it feels like the app is trying to radicalize you. 
So it's like it, it, whatever well, it you, shows you what you want to see. Well, it's sh- but it like coaches you also into Here. an ideology. Okay, let's see this. You turn the volume up on that, George. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. That's a very dumb political answer. I don't think this is the one. Say, do YouTube short, but like, uh, didn't know who Bo, Bo Nickel was. The wrestlers are going to keep cleaning up, man. I, I I feel like there's no shortage of uh, talent out there coming from the wrestling world. And they probably, no. they're like, oh, wait, either I was going to go train for the Olympics or I get to go do this insane thing and make a shitload of money. Like, of course, they're going to go into the UFC now. Especially with, you know... Those guys are built different. Let me tell you something. Like there was a bunch of high school wrestlers that I, you know, like I knew when I was back in school and dude, they are just absolute maniacs. You can tell one by their physiques. Like it's a very strength oriented thing. Also, they have crazy cardio, you know, you're you're not going to like wear a wrestler down. No. But like you can always tell them by their ears too. It's like, I'll (laughs) I'll go out and I'll see, uh, like I was just at like a, just getting like food before I came in here and like the guy in front of me you could just like he's just a little dude like a little five six like five seven and then I like looked at his ears and he had like a throat tattoo and I was like all right don't fuck with that guy <laughs> you're not yeah. to be don't, don't skimp him on his meat either buddy boy <laughs> <laughs> like, there that, is, yeah there is something about that eh? are you in uh jujitsu you can wear the little cap right nah, to protect no, your ears no no, or no. that's just a training thing. I I think they do it in wrestling training. I don't. I've never seen anybody compete with it. I don't think that's a thing. Apparently, in in the fight game, if you like get your ears fixed, you're shunned from the. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of like a rite of passage. Because if you see somebody, and that's, I don't know what the health implications are for having your ears develop like the cauliflower ear, but dude, it's uh, it's certainly a mark of like, don't fuck with that guy. Yeah. It's like, you know, that it looks pretty gnarly, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. But if you're in that world, like it's probably like to to like a power lifter. What to us? It would be, you know, like huge traps or something. Something (laughs) you develop after like a ton of hard work. And then for them, it's like, yeah, you see my ears like I'll fuck you up, buddy boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. But he he's I'm excited to see what happens with him because he came off a contender series, I think. Well, you know, what's really going to be interesting I guarantee you they'll make the fight. Which one? Nickel versus Chemayev. Oh, They're I both would, middleweights now. I'm sick of the Degastanis just taking over, so I would love for a good old American boy to get in there. And he's been pretty quiet, though, comes out. Like, I haven't seen or heard anything about his next fights. Like, I guess he's probably going to have to gain weight now to go up to middleweight because he probably can't make that cut ever again. That's right. Yeah. And that was a pretty garbage fight they gave him last time. It was pretty embarrassing. Who was it last time again? Well, he was supposed to fight Nick, Nate Diaz, and then they they swapped him. Oh, and yeah. was it 
no, it was no Jamal Hill's the new uh, lightweight champ. But they swapped him with somebody else. Nate Diaz ended up fighting Tony Ferguson, and that's right. It was like it was just kind of a ridiculous, like stupid thing. Yeah, uh, and you reminded me of what how we initially got down this path, and it's the whole orchestrated. You oh know, yeah, what, what, what was your what was your thought on that? Well, people thought it about the Nate Diaz that card that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. They thought that this was there's a lot of people saying there's some master plan that this is, actually was a much better card. People didn't want to see Nate Diaz, you know, go out his last well, fight wait. getting his ass beat Did by Chimaev. I didn't want to see that. I was like, no, no, mortified. I didn't, but I. To think that that the UFC did all that shuffling last minute as if they didn't have that information prior, I just don't necessarily buy it. But the original thing that got me on this point was uh, everyone just saying that everything Jake Paul does is basically like fake. And let me go back to the original beef with Mayweather and Jake Paul. Do you remember Gotcha Hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good of him, actually. Jake Paul got beat up by his security. Oh, did he? Yeah, like, he. Yeah, actually got. There are. Can you pull a picture of of Jake Paul getting uh, what he looked like after Mayweather's goons beat him up? He. But had, to be fair, I mean, have you seen his bodyguards? They're the hugest bodyguards Just ever. This, they're like thor size people. Like imagine like five Thors pissed at you. And then an, also just an entourage smoke. of like thirty people at all times. He's and just, the, they're all on the payroll, probably. Yeah, I go to images. He got oh. like he got pretty banged up. Oh shit! Look at that one right there. Ooh. Yeah, and you, in the in the actual video, you you see him get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, expect to happen? Yeah, I mean, you can't just do that. I but would, would steal that man's hat. But That's insane. If you think that Jake Paul did I mean, look this, at that guy, look at his bodyguard. He's, he's like huge. seven feet tall. Huge. And he's just right there. I mean, just This was hilarious, by the way. Got your hat. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> Dude, it's just, just a, gets fucking jumped. Oh my god. Yeah, they all get him. And you know, look at they're all three throwing punches. <laughs> and he got caught. He Listen, got, the guy, he you gotta give him some credit. I mean, he, he puts himself out there. He's got balls for sure. Uh, but this is what I mean. It's like if this was a choreographed thing, you think Jake Paul's gonna be like, "Yeah, let your goon punch me in the face." Like nobody Probably wants to get not. punched in the face. I mean, he definitely got his shit. And then knocked. I saw mm-hmm. on the uh, thing after the Miami Heat game, they were like, "Oh, this is all just, uh, you know, this is a, this is all orchestrated just so they can build, you know, hype for the fight." And your question initially was, since I've seen kind of behind the curtain a little bit, how much of that uh is actually orchestrated and there are definitely narratives that both sides in a big fight if they're two big names want to put out there yeah for right? sure and they don't always align they usually don't align but especially if it's one person is kind of the draw they might have a narrative they want to put out there so yeah part let's of their say, like arc let's say they're in talks to have a you know uh, a fight with Mayweather and Jake Paul in mm-hmm. the future, you know, like, if that's a thing. And this is you know people are saying that this is the lead up to that, and they're d- making this up. I don't think it's that to that extent. I think what's going on is maybe Mayweather doesn't like Jake Paul already, and goes, "This would be good for the fight. Let's surprise him 
and show up and do that. Like, because you have to think from this, this didn't make Jake Paul look good, right? A bunch no. of guys approach him and he ends up running away. You know, if you, if you had, to, mean, if you had to play out a thing that would build a fight that cast you both in a positive light, which is what you'd ultimately want, especially if you're in cahoots to do that, why wouldn't Jake Paul have had an entourage of a bunch of people and it's a big thing and you know it's a big standoff and everybody both everyone looks macho yeah, but he was just like walking around downtown miami yeah, by, himself. by himself he was just leaving a heat game he's just, just like fuck i don't want the smoke like these yeah, dudes are nuts yeah, he just he took off he's like I'm, he's so, like, he said i so, like, they started trying to get behind me and circle around me and stuff and as soon as i saw that i took off so yeah okay i don't blame that, you i mean that, that makes sense and that seemed like a legitimate organic interaction to me it, all right so here's like the meta question out loud. Yeah. I don't know what the answer to this is, but like some guys like this that just have to stay in the spotlight for whatever, maybe Floyd's still staying in the spotlight because he actually has like a reason to continue needing money. Perhaps. But like at some point, I know at least in my head, like once you've made the kind of money he's made, like why not just live like a nice cool life and not continue this fucking charade that you like he built a character and the character was extremely successful mm-hmm. you know i don't know what his net worth was or is but at some point you'd have to think like like do you want to keep playing this game anymore with the world or are you ready just like just to go out into the sunset because i know there's a very big difference between people that have serious money and like people who pretend that they have serious money. Right. Typically one of those people, and you can guess which one is like, okay with being out of the spotlight and not constantly having cameras on them. And like, you know, I know that one of the things today we're talking about is like Andrew Tate. It's like, if the guy is a billionaire, like, why are you constantly producing this content? Why are you constantly buying cars? Why are you like ego? Yeah. But you know, you see it all the time, whether it's, you have this level of like stimulation and public attention, you know, you see a similar thing, I think with guys in the military sometimes, you know, who have been deployed and they go overseas and, you know, they're in some really crazy stuff. They want to do it again. Well, or they just, they, yeah, they come back to regular life and they're used to this really high level of stimulation. And then, you know, they're now yeah. they're, they're at target pushing a shopping cart and they're like, I don't feel anything. You know, I feel like it could be a similar thing with a guy like Floyd Mayweather. You're talking about a guy, highest selling pay-per-view of all time, 4.7 or 4.8 million buys. Yeah, but how many years ago was that? 10 years ago with Pacquiao? But he's also like, he has within the top 50 or top, top, yeah, I'd say like the top 50 pay-per-view buys of all time. If you ranked all the fights, he's in there like 10 to 15 times. So yeah, he's a yeah, guy yeah. who's had the world watching him for a long time. But at what you, point he, do you just say like, "I'm good with this"? Yeah, that's a really tough question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's no right answer, but it seems to me that they're like maybe there's financial reasons to want to continue staying in the spotlight. It's possible. I'm not saying that's his case, but I I can say for sure that he'd have to be pretty good reason to want to continue putting yourself out there in these weird mm-hmm. situations trying to earn money in these like kind of rinky-dink events I, I mean at some point because i know if it was me I think like the, the peak crossover like was the mcgregor mayweather fight that yeah, which was, was insane because that was floyd had been retired he hadn't done a bunch of goofy little events this was like the fight we thought maybe the only time we'll ever see floyd mayweather fight again him and mcgregor did that 
global tour where all they did was talk trash about each other. It was like a huge thing. How many pay-per-view buys was that? I don't know. Can you look that up? That was a great fight. Just from like an intention perspective. Yeah. It, like he I obviously was, outboxed him. But McGregor won like three rounds, which is wild. Yeah. It's the best boxer of all time. Okay. 4.3 million. That's fucking nuts. Domestic. That's just domestic. Second highest pay-per-view buy in history. Yeah. Oh, to himself. The, yeah. The which first would be was Pacquiao too. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Yeah. I just like, I guess my thought is this got to be a point where you want to stop? I don't know if anybody has that conversation with themselves in this world, but I think it's a worthwhile conversation for anybody. You know, like if you're doing something that's going to make you a lot of money, like how long do you need to ride that train before you can just use that money to go live like a good life, like yeah. invest in something else that's going to make you money. Like you don't always have to be out there, but I feel like the, the current world really values that attention kind of ca- captivity because it's very monetizable. Like the second you attach yourself to something that gives people eyes on you you know it's probably easy to continue down that that rabbit hole so all he has to do is continue doing weird controversial stuff and then he'll just stay in the spotlight forever and then yeah, he could yeah, he, he could do all this stuff and roll up on people outside of heat games and whatever and never have another fight again like just do that stay relevant you got a bunch of people on social media do huge brand deals like what do you what do you, yeah, need to, what do you I, need I, keep fighting for? I, I mean, even even McGregor, like, dude, he I f- feel like he probably took a better path where he's like, you know, he's still somewhat controversial, but, you know, he's invested in businesses and did all sorts of like interesting brand mm-hmm. deals outside of it, like really took that success and. Yeah, kind of took himself to the next level with it. You know, do you know, my I think I've told I probably said my theory on this on the podcast, but. Um, I think that the reason why McGregor is still fighting is because part of his sale of proper 12 with them being a sponsor of the UFC was that this hasn't been published anywhere, but this is just what I think is that whoever bought proper 12, part of the deal was that McGregor had to continue to fight a certain amount of fights over a certain amount of years to maintain the relevance of it because he's still, uh, I believe he still owns some of proper 12 and yeah again with them being a sponsor of the ufc with him kind of you know being what brought the ufc proper 12 is mcgregor you know people buy that because it's mcgregor so if he just like faded into the sunset with no well he's not too old yet you know i don't even feel like he's he's, i want to see him fight again and not in like a nate diaz way where you're like Ooh, what the fuck like what are you doing or nick even nick diaz fighting again like there's a bunch of guys even like tony i know tony ferguson's another fight coming up i don't want to see that guy fight it was like sad to watch him fight last time like, he got wrecked it was sad like he should not be fighting anymore i uh i think chandler and mcgregor is a great one because yeah they're both bangers and chandler is also um he's he's actually really skilled in more than just striking but he cares so much about putting on a good show. Oh yeah, that he'll like he's he will sacrifice a result just to have like a crazy slugfest yeah, fight. He's nuts. The last fight, I don't remember who he fought last. Do you remember? But it was um, such a fucking event. Like he, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, we had the, we had the six thirty. Oh yeah, no. cut off. The yeah. times right there. Yeah, we got it up there. This is two minutes slow. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, my watch is an hour slow. I've said is it, it wrong? You, I, no, you I just, just haven't said my... it since daylight savings. No, I just fucking <laughs> like I took it off for two days and didn't didn't come back. Oh, I got you. We, we got a whole list to get through today. So what's what's up on the agenda? Yeah, I, I know I, you want to talk about the Andrew Tate thing, which was kind of funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull that up. George. Speaking of somebody who just so you some bullshit artist. And I don't know if this is true or not because I feel like this should have come out earlier if it is true but apparently andrew tate has lung cancer and he's trying to be released uh from his pre i guess trial potentially hold dude if i was in jail i'd tell him i have fucking every cancer imaginable yeah but i feel like you have to prove it right you can't just claim it and then just walk free you know he does have testimony from a doctor but they said that this was known prior to him going into uh, lockup. So I don't know if I mean, I guess you could say maybe yeah, but he actually tweeted himself. I don't know who's running his Twitter. Whoever's running it. Yeah. yeah. Well, his Twitter put out like a tweet just said like, no bullshit. But didn't uh, one of the Tate brothers, I can't remember which one went to the hospital for something else. I just... legitimately don't believe anything I see or hear about these people at all. I believe not a word because their whole their whole shtick is such like a bullshit generating machine. Like everything this guy says is an act and like, you know, take that for what it is. But if everything he says is an act, like, okay, where did this come from? I don't know. But did you hear what what happened recently? So um, the two girls. So there are two girls that initially got brought before whatever their equivalent of the grand jury is, you know. Thanks for watching. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. My favorite supplement by them is called Rise. If you want something that's going to give you quick energy, long lasting, no jitters, no crash, all that good stuff. It has ingredients like lion's mane, ginseng. If you want to read more about it, check it out on their website. But you can use our code HYBRID in all caps for 20% off. Hit the link and again, use the code HYBRID for 20% off. If To see if they're going to proceed with the indictment. Those two girls both said that they were there willingly and that they were safe and they were allowed to come and go as they please and they just worked for them and they lived in the house and, you know, it was like the webcam thing. And then the court, the judge decided that they were brainwashed. That's what he said. That was the that official. That sounds like such an Eastern European thing. Which is seems it seems <laughs> insane. You can only take people at their word, right? Or this is like, Romania. Like this to but think about it, right? This uh, is the ultimate irony. This dude was talking for years right. about oh, I moved to Romania to like, escape more oppression lenient, and more lenient. And it's like yeah, yeah. you're also dealing with this what you call to be an ass backward judicial system, but that was the reason you moved there. What are you talking about, man? Well, like, if, if that is your all whole stick is garbage. It's the ultimate backfire. But what's interesting is they've also there were two other girls who were, uh, you know, um, claiming wrongdoing of some kind that was related to this case, and the somebody was able to leak their uh, or like hack and leak their um, WhatsApp conversation. And the entire conversation is so incriminating. They're talking about oh, the girls yeah. pretending, you know, that they're in love with them to 
to get sympathy so that people think, you know, whatever. So that when they go and tell the quote unquote real story, you know, people think they've broken out of it. And basically they were trying to extort him out of $200,000. And it was all shown. In the, I believe the none of this plans. This is all, this is the biggest reality show bullshit thing. You don't ever, think? No, I, I just don't believe any of what it. What about that? One of those girls had four I don't prior, believe them. I don't believe him. I don't believe any of this. But that one girl had four prior instances of wrongly accusing men of similar things. I don't disagree. Hey, shout out Space Coast Credit Union. <laughs> uh, Did you work with them? <laughs> uh, maybe. I can't say on air. Um, <laughs> they're tremendous people, though. 10 out of 10. Um I just think this is the dumbest. This whole like it's hilarious to watch happen. Yeah, it's to me this is like the closest I'll ever get to watching garbage TV. But everything that comes out about these guys on the like I just see real still every day talking about them and how claiming he's a billionaire and it's like if you were a billionaire you would not be in jail for doing something this dumb. If you were smart enough to make a billion dollars, you probably wouldn't be dumb enough to put yourself in a situation. That could land you in jail in a place that you consciously made a decision to move to to evade unfair prosecution. Yeah. The ultimate irony. Who cares about any of this other stuff? This guy. Selfishly, I, I. You want him to be vindicated. Well, you know, like when you you watch a TV show, like you watch something on Netflix and they do a very good job of somehow making you root for the bad guy. Yeah, I feel like this course. is that, right? Like a lot of James Bond movies, you feel bad for the, you know, like I know he says things that are complete bullshit. I know Hustlers University is complete bullshit. I know that he says terribly problematic things, but I still find myself rooting for the guy for some reason. That's, I mean, I'm not rooting for him, but I think the world, just like I, I said the same, th- I didn't, I don't like Trump, I didn't vote for him. But the world is a funnier place with him on Twitter. <laughs> I will stand by that. Like, it yeah. used to be like, you know, there were some things were like, oh, Jesus. But like the greatest tweet of all time, it was him. The Greenland one? Yeah, the Greenland tweet. It was the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen come out of the internet. And yeah. it's like, this guy, he does a great job of just, he's like a comedian to me. I saw a clip actually of him today where he's watching himself say outlandish shit. And he's just dying laughing. Well, he's like, like, I am hilarious. Like, I would <laughs> hope that he is conscious enough to know that like this character he's created is like a comedy routine and not like a legitimate like. Uni- I think that's got to be it, right? It is. But then there's a lot of, you know, and again, that's probably the same problem that I had with Trump. It's like, you'll say some crazy shit. I'm going to die laughing at it because I know it's yeah. hilarious. But. There's a bunch of people out there that are going to take what you're saying and oh, maybe they're going to invade the Capitol building. And like there's some unintended consequences <laughs> that come as a result of what you say. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to be political. I'm saying that words have meaning and people sure. sometimes take that in a way that is unintended. Yeah. And like potentially damaging to people. It's a fair point. I mean, like to to compare him to Trump at the very least my perfect situation for this is that he's just a misogynist or whatever. He didn't do anything illegal. He gets out and we get hilarious internet I, I want entertainment. There to be, for, I want there to be more hilarious 
shit on the internet that I can laugh at and not, yeah. you know, 26% clothed chicks popping up on my Instagram constantly advertising their OnlyFans. Yeah, you got to click not interested. I learned that. Oh, well. that's how you get them out of there. I'll start doing that then. It's like <laughs> it is it is legitimately insane what what Instagram allows on their reels like like half the shit that I see is straight up advertisement for porn or like OnlyFans, which is just which is problematic. It's pretty fucking gross. There's, like I, there's kids on that app. Yeah, dude, like and I mean I I have a problem with the whole Huh? Really? Oh well, now Elon Musk is in charge. Oh, yeah. Of course, Twitter is a free for all. Really? But... So it's just like you can you can post whatever you want. Is there, there? an age limit? No, but there's um there's this thing that's like um, NSF content, and but like once you create an account, you just go to settings and anybody can start. Oh, uh, okay. Reddit's huh. pretty similar to that. Well, but like, yeah, it just says it in the title, not safe for work, but. Yeah, but man, it's very bizarre to see like the the type of content that like these quote unquote creators are putting out there, and like they just pop up on everybody's Instagram fucking explore page, and like, but it's all for just porn, like it's just pornography and like OnlyFans and stuff, and it's like I heard someone make this case. I'm interested in your thought. Oh, please on it. So, uh. I was speaking to somebody. We were talking about OnlyFans, whether or not it's uh, what our opinions are on it, and all all the stuff related. And the topic came up. You know, if it was your daughter, how would you feel about it? And the person that I was speaking to said they had mixed feelings about it. But one of the biggest things to overcome in life is financial stress. And as a parent, you if you want to like relieve the most amount of bad times from your kid's life, right. Provide or allowing them to have a way to make an amount of money that gives them financial freedom, freedom of place and time, you know, all these things. It's like, that's something you'd want to do, but it does come at a cost, right? If it's on a platform like that, do you have a, uh, yeah, I mean, Honestly, my take on it is it's like a very low barrier to entry, low skill, high reward. Do you think it's going to be like YouTube? Do you think it's a job? I don't even think I can call it a job. It's just like the meta is low skill, low risk, very high reward. Well, socially, the risk is there, right? It doesn't seem like it. It's becoming more socially acceptable. And the more that there is like a... I think it's taboo. Um, it's taboo to say that you condemn it, but I think that a lot of, I think the vast majority of people in society have a certain unspoken I, opinion and, and, about people who do that. I don't condemn it. I honestly, N- nor, I, nor I think I. your point just now was very compelling to to agree with the idea of doing it, but like, there's two sides to this, right? Like, if you are to find your like, it, you're doing pornography, right? Yeah, and let's make that clear, right? Because like this, is... this is the argument that most people come back with. Uh, if if somebody is against the OnlyFans things, they go, they'll say, "Well, not everybody on OnlyFans is doing porn. Sometimes it's just the basic, you know, bikini photos." And dude, if you could do that and make good money, if you're Cardi B, you can probably do that. But if most people are doing porn, if you're the average Joe person who's just attractive, you're probably going to have to be doing. 
other stuff. Okay, so like, but, let's just say you're out there and you're doing porn. Your point is very good. Like, if that if if your kid is now making a hundred thousand dollars a month safely just in their own house, like, and if that's people watching them do pornography on their mm. own and they're not in some high risk environment, I feel like yeah, you'd have to like take a nuanced approach personally. Like I don't, I honestly don't know how I would react if it was my kid. I feel like I'd have, again, very mixed emotions and your point's very good. And then on the other side of it, like it's not a career I respect. It's not yeah. something I personally like agree with, but you're right. Like what if your kid comes and's like, listen, I'm making $50,000 a month. I'll do this for five years. I'll be set and then I'll just and do like, whatever they don't, I want. What if they don't even have to show their face? Like, there's a lot of them on that. They don't even show their face. And then it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, then do you disagree with it? Yeah. It's a, it's a hard. It's, I have, I have two what's your potential cancel counters to that. Well, the one thing is, as OnlyFans has grown, and I think, you know, at least from what I've, what I've heard and read, a lot of people, especially, you know, successful people from the adult entertainment industry they all say they regret it well yes that but they've they've initially moved from doing traditional porn to going to only fans for this sort of like you know freedom and i don't you know because that's you know it's a cd industry the porn industry and they didn't want to be involved in that now they have control but as more and more of that happens and that industry grows then you start seeing this a similar thing right you're gonna start having like we know those companies that uh manage only yeah, fans girls predatory right toward the men and well not even that they're also predatory towards the women you know yeah. you it, it's it's i've i've actually spoken to people who work in that space and it's yeah dude, me it's kind of sad and it's kind of weird and and the you know if, it, if it's somebody who doesn't have a huge platform they may take 60% or 50% of whatever that OnlyFans creator is making because they're doing the back end management and they're the person doing the communications and they're they're doing all you know a lot of the other stuff and they're like we're going to help you grow so now we have a majority stake in this thing on this platform that was supposed to be initially a thing that was to give you freedom and to give you control. And now it's, you're just seeing the same thing. It's like all the big players from that one space are just moving over to this new space, you know, and, and taking control there, you know, or new players are, are taking control, you know, and, and I think you're going to end up seeing if you aren't already the same issues that people would complain about in that porn industry, in the only fans industry, yeah. there's going to be big players that emerge, you know, and big, big corporations that are just running. I don't these... think this is an easy thing to get your head around because it's so new, but I, I mean, at least I, I think my take is like, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Like as, and it's weird. Like I probably, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation if we weren't living here in Miami because it's just everywhere here. Like, mm -hmm. like I can't tell you like how many times I've been to other gyms and like, I'll look around my people will make, make remarks to me like, Oh, you see that? Like, hundred grand a month on only fans. Right. Or like I'll see people tagged on shit on Instagram. I'll see them at the same gym. Like there's been several of them here. You'll go see like, Oh yeah. Like I've seen them training there or bodybuilders or whatever. And then see like 
you know, I check. It's almost like this weird compulsion I have now to just check people's Instagrams. If they have an OnlyFans. Just to see if they have it. Like, a shocking number of people do. It's a lot. And... Uh, yeah, I'm like link tree. I'm just yeah, if you, it's like eighty percent. If you don't now. offer any like products or services, but there's a link tree, you're like, what's going on here? And yeah, say like I, members only. Like sometimes they make it like kind of discreet, exclusive content. But then there'll be like a like a winky face yeah. at the end. <laughs> Listen, I get it, man. Like running a business, you know this, not easy. Scaling a business, not easy. Right. So if you could go from just being a, a good looking girl, and all you have to do is like post on this this app and post on instagram and like you just make tons mm -hmm. of money not every one of them does but you make a good amount of money like i could very easily see how that's very attractive yeah i mean but there's obviously like cost also that is not a fucking hydration drink what gatorade or prime prime i i tried their fruit you know they have it it's everywhere now. I, no. I got it at Target the other day. I just was like, well, I want to. Can you pull wanna... up the nutrition on that? This is, we're going to, we're going to go down a little two minute rabbit hole just before we wrap up. All right. I want to see, cause I know, I know like hydration drinks. Like I'm a pretty avid fan of a couple like powders I use. Big Let, hydration see. guy. Yeah. I'm a big salt guy. Let's see what they got in here. I know. Do you see Patty Pimblett going through? He did a comparison of the company he sponsored by versus them. And then more plates, more dates, Derek did a comparison of the comparison where's this down there under the first 10 milligrams of sodium shut the fuck out of here it has 700 milligrams of potassium and 10 milligrams of sodium is this a joke you sh you know is this a joke if you're gonna take this it take it as an energy drink right well is there caffeine in it the one i had what what i don't know if they have different products or if it's just one uh thing but the one i had was an energy drink mine the one that i got was in a can are you guys missing the caffeine component what the fuck is the point of drinking this go down go, go down a little bit literally go eat a banana okay so maybe they have a hydration drink and uh an energy drink but this i is, what is the point of this yeah because it's promoted by him i mean you could literally get a noon tablet and get more in that you or... can eat a banana and what's that gets... company that you like not sponsored but redmond relight guys we're not sponsored by them but i swear to god i've told people this for years like at the the, the peak of my strength which i guess is still now <laughs> in some weird way but <laughs> i by accident uh, that was the only you know supplement su true supplement that i took that i credited with like and i still take it to this day every single day is this company called redmond relight speaking of which now that we're on the supplements this is a sponsor of ours but damn you're taking redmond's shine dog that's fucked up. hold on hold on we'll go back to redmond but hold on you gotta take three of these because no. we're going to a comedy show after this so we got to be hyped for it wait what is this this is Just, rise all right can you tell me what this is <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's. Let me, let me, uh, can we hold it? Yeah, you want to take a look? I'm not just taking pills because you gave me. <laughs> Focus and clarity, uh, mushrooms and, and CBD. Yeah. What kind of mushrooms are we talking here? Energetic mushrooms. Lion's mane, cordyceps. Dog, I've been watching The Last of Us. Cordyceps literally took over their body. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna take over your body. I've tried this before. They're great. And you didn't bite people and turn into zombie version of you? Not yet, but you'll, I mean, the night's, the night's in diapers. 
You tell me I'm about to eat cordyceps. George, am I, am I crazy for thinking of that? <laughs> All right. Shout out to our sponsor, Cured Nutrition. Please don't turn me into a zombie. All right. You know it's good if uh, Marcus is not a zombie on the next podcast. <laughs> we set a very low bar. <laughs> Guys, if that happens, you are all dead. No, but it is. I good. will be an efficacious zombie. It's good. It's nice. You know, we we've talked about stuff like modafinil and and that's like you know the nuclear bomb. This <laughs> Seriously, of like of of high quality stimulants. <laughs> but this is like if you don't want to go so crazy, you know, you just want to have a good time. You don't want to be up all night. I like this. I can appreciate our sponsors. I will let you guys know how I feel about this supplement on yeah, the give, next show. Get, yeah, you've tried to this be honest. one yet, right? Yeah, I yeah. have to be honest. Yeah, give us a review on the next Take one. Take one to three capsules daily. It's a warning about turning into a flesh-eating <laughs> mushroom person, but <laughs> mushrooms plus CBD. All right, well, this is an experiment. Normally... Uh, I don't usually just take things that people hand to me in pill form, but here we go. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> Man, I think we are, we're pretty much uh, at time. We had a lot more to go through. We're going to have to do another yeah, episode to time. finish it out. When but... I get back from Columbia. All right. Well, and shout out to Akash. We're going to go see his uh, stand-up at the Miami Improv now. So, Yeah, please don't eviscerate us. We're going to be sitting like in the first 50 seats there. So oh, We're so easy. You're, way, you're such... way too big to not get noticed and picked on. He's going to remember wait. me. Yeah, but there's like five other comedians that are going to go on first. Oh, so fuck. we're going to be like the the bro guys that oh, God they're going to have a lot to say. And if I if I what, remember correctly, you, right, what do you think's less make funnable? This or a polo shirt like in jeans? That. This? You cannot be the giant man in the polo shirt in the front right. row. No, I'm not I don't yeah. want to wear that. It's not comfortable, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like no, no, that's, I, I was thinking about good, this all good. day. I'm like, man, if he remembers me and sees me, he's going to fuck me up up there. Yeah. No, and you know what? The we're going to be like most likely the only white guys there. Come on. I went to one of his shows. Is it? It's it, well, obviously it's Miami. So a lot of Hispanic representation, but almost all of the people that he, that Akash brings on with him are uh, Indian, like all the performers. Oh, fuck. So it's a, all the Indian population that supports that they're all out there. So it's going to be Hispanic, Indian, and you and me. So it, and listen, we're lightning rods as white guys. I am a lightning society. rod. I'm a giant white man. You are not as giant. Very, very <laughs> wide. I feel like I stand out like a little bit more than most people. Yeah, so. I think so. You're six three and over three hundred pounds. It's hard to miss. I'm not you. over three hundred pounds. All right. You are? No. You're just three hundred. I hope not. I haven't weighed myself in a while. <laughs> all right, guys. This has been real. All right. Thank you.